Welcome to Coffee with April. What you're about to listen to is the audio recording of our April video content. We're bringing this to you in audio form to make sure you can take it with you wherever you go. For the full video, please visit our YouTube channel, Coffee with April. Thank you. So, hi everyone. Uh, we're gonna do something a bit unusual here. Uh, we're sitting in Costa Rica um, at the Volcan Azul farm with Alejo, a longtime um, April partner farmer, uh, with Rasmus, April team member um, and student, which he's gonna very soon tell you guys more about because what we're actually doing now for this recording is having uh, Rasmus uh, push his new university project, more or less, master thesis that he's writing about. He will tell you about it. Um, and he's gonna just basically ask a few questions to Alejo. Alejo is gonna answer. I'm gonna make basically sit here quiet. Maybe I ask something if, if that's okay. I don't know. What do you think, Rasmus? Easy. Um, if there's any question marks. We think this is really interesting because um, it's a very important part of farming and April wants to learn more about this. So it's more April wants to learn and, and we're gonna listen, right? Uh, but Rasmus, if you do just a short introduction and then just do your thing and I'm just gonna sit here. Yes. So I'm doing my master's thesis in agriculture these days and uh, my main focus for my thesis will be hybrid vigor and uh, resistant varietals basically. So what we're doing now is that I'm basically just running over the farming practices with Alejo. So you really need to explore all the farming practices to be able to interpret quality of, of plants and quality of the, the coffee of course. So uh, this is mainly just going to be a bit of um, background of the farm, how they run things and uh, yeah, so I can so I can work further on the uh, varietals I want to work with. Um, and so I'm sitting here with Alejo, which is going to be my partner farmer for the thesis. Uh, I chose him basically because uh, he's super good at what he's doing, always producing high quality, and then uh, has a lot of different varietals that you can work with. Uh, especially a new generation of first generation hybrids that are super interesting and very like high yielding uh, and high performance plants. So uh, yes. What we're going to go through now is basically just all the farming practices, as I said. So, uh, Alejo, <laughs> now it's happening. Uh, basically, now we walked around uh, yesterday, looking at different plots around here. Uh, we only went to, f not the entire farm, but what I saw was that mostly the same type of soil was going through the entire farm, right? So, the soil that we find around here, uh, which is, I mean, very porous kind of clay, I guess. Yeah. Uh, is that what runs through the entirety of the farm here? There are some changes. It will uh, also change depending on the how sloppy it is or how flat the the, the, the land is. The flatter, the, we will have more organic material. Eh? If it's uh, if, if if it's steeper, we maybe more of that uh, uh, organic material was washed before. So every single lot has its own particular particularities. Most well, all of it is uh, volcanic sandy soil. Um, of course, there are areas more with more uh, uh, rocks or, or or different different types. So yeah, when we are uh, doing like uh, in, in each single lot, we have to to take a, a test to the lab and see what type of soil do you have do we have over there. Yeah, yeah. super good. Uh, that basically covered everything I wanted to ask you about. So that was nice. Uh, then again, also when we walked around, especially because we, we walked around just. 15 minutes ago and there are some different weeds around here um, also when we went to see the San Isidro yesterday which was a bit more than anywhere else but 
Do you uh, do you know which weeds you're struggling with and how you're managing them? Yes. Uh, well, the weeds we we used to farmers we used to see the weeds as a bad thing, but they're actually it's it's not good that we we get rid of all the weeds from from our farm. So we know that some of them are good. They also protect the plant. That so the box will eat the 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 not only the roots from the tree from the from the coffee tree but also from the, from those types of, of wheat. So and some of them they are easy very easy to get rid of. Those are the ones that we are trying to maintain inside the the farm. There are other ones that are very aggressive so we have to take care of them. So most of the grasses they're a little bit more aggressive. So we have to take care a little bit but how do you then manage that taking care of those? So like I was telling you before, the, the weeds are also good. They can also help us to take care of the soil. If uh, So during the rainy season, well, yesterday we had rain, but this, this is not the rainy season. It rains uh, uh, really hard here. So we try to maintain a little, uh, at least the width at a certain uh, uh, height. So we just cut the, 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 the width. So there's someone with a motor, uh, um, Thing to 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 cut the the we, we call it guarañas uh, in Spanish. I don't know yes. the, the, the word in, in in English right now. <laughs> uh, but we we maintain the, the the width at a certain height. Now that we are in the in the harvest season, we have to use as uh, the last one uh, a little bit of herbicides. We are not using systemic uh, herbicides anymore. The systemic ones are the ones that goes to the root of of, of the plant. But we can also have problems with the with the coffee tree, so we're not using that type of, of herbicides anymore. We're just using some uh, softer herbicides that they just uh, uh, control what they they touch. They don't go uh, into the soil. So okay. it, uh, and that's just to maintain very clean during the harvest season, because the coffee pickers well they we, we don't want them to go to a place where where there's a lot of wheat. Oh, and also they won't be able to, to pick the, the coffees, the, the cherries in the, in the right way. Sure. All right. Um, next thing. Now, you said, as you said before, there are some steeper hillsides around here and then there's some flatter places. But in general, it's a very porous, sandy soil, yeah. right? So have you had any issues also during the, the rainy season and at least now during the harvest season where it actually rained yesterday mm-hmm. with erosion? Yeah. yeah. We have... There was a big problem with erosion in, at this farm uh, many years ago. Uh, because of that, the, the soil is really soft, the rain is really strong. So yeah, that's why we once started uh, planting a little bit of sugarcane. In the meanwhile, we, we, we planted back uh, coffee because when, with sugarcane you add a lot of organic material again to the, to the soil. Because how, how it works is that uh, you cut the, the sugarcane and you leave all the leaves behind of the sugarcane and then yes. you will start uh, making new organic material then we have to make trenches we have to uh, so so the water doesn't get too too strong when it's, it's running through the plantation so that's another way to 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 help us uh, against erosion so yeah it, it used to be a big issue and that's why we we took that decision of, of planting a sugarcane for, for, for a bit. Okay, super nice. Um, then again, also going around 
now it's mainly just based on a very few things that we've seen now that we've been here uh, but there clearly is some at least to where we were yesterday and Place where we are today, that there is some, there is a few pests and diseases with different varietals. Uh, how often do you go around and manage that? I mean, is it a thing that you go around often checking for different uh, leaf diseases or uh, whatever? Yes, there are, there are many pests and diseases that we have to take care. Of. If not, we are going to not not only lose the the quality of of, of our coffee, but also the our, our yield at the end. Yes. But our main issues are with fungus diseases. Here it's very humid in the during the rainy season, so we have a lot of uh, fungus diseases. The main one right now is the leaf rust disease, which which spreads out really fast. So we have to be monitoring all the, our plantations really often. We have the advantage that we have over forty varieties in at this farm. So some of them are more resistant some uh, to some diseases, some of them are more resistant to other diseases. Yep. So. The, our, our diseases are not spreading out so fast as they used to when we only had a Katura, of course. Uh, for example. Uh, the leaf rust uh, disease was really strong in, in Katura. But yeah, we have to go around very often and, and spray for fungus uh, as soon as we see, see the problem. The other uh, pests we can have are uh, some insects, but the main one is the, 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 the broca that makes a hole inside the, yeah. the bin. But we are trying to control it first with traps. So, so we put a, a special alcohol inside a, a, a bottle and it, it attracts the, the, the broca. So the broca will fly inside that, those traps and we can control the populations that way. So we, we, don't, we don't spray then any, uh, the, our plantations with any insecticide because we believe nice. that there has to be a balance between insects and bacteria in, inside our our plantations, we get more beneficial things having all these different insects inside the plantations than just killing all of them. So yeah, we don't want to, to, to do that. It's good to keep up so, the biodiversity that way at least. So. Yeah, so we need to find uh, ways to control some of the pests uh, with, with those uh, kind of uh, things like uh, the, tr the traps. Yeah, very good. Uh, so now you talked about the, the herbicides and stuff you're using, right? But m my next point was uh, one thing, fertilization. When do you fertilize and how, what do you base it on? I mean, how, what is your entire practice around fertilization? The most important thing is you have to know what you have, what you're lacking, what you naturally have in your field. Uh, so we, every year we take uh, samples of our soil to the, to the lab and they're going to tell us what we're lacking, what we need to add. So every year we make uh, four fertilizations. So the first one will be with organic material. We compost our, the, the pulp of, of the coffees. This, in this area, there is a lot of sugarcane. So we also use a compost made of the, of the sugarcane waste. And that's the first thing we add every year. Then we have to control the pH, this is a volcanic uh, area, so we have uh, very acidic uh, soils. So every year we, we add a lot of limestone. So, and after that, over that, we have to add other nutrients. Magnesium is really important for coffee. Uh, potassium is also really important. And, and in this area, we are naturally lacking for, uh, both of them. Okay. So, and 
we finish all the our fertilization uh, program with uh, spraying some other nutrients so uh, so some of the nutrients that the plant needs in a in a smaller uh, scale for example magne manganesium uh, borum yeah. so things like that but everything is based on the results of the of the soil test we have and we also test the leaves of the trees so we can know what the plant is bringing up from the so from soil very nice uh, another thing that now as you said you had four, more than 40 different rhinos around here so from how many different places are you doing uh, ground analysis like soil analysis in a farm like this we when we are taking a, a, a sample we have to see that all this is very similar all that lot so if we have one place that is very steep we will just take one one sample of that it doesn't it, it doesn't matter for us at the, at the, when we were taking the soil test it, it can have different uh, varieties in there uh, so but what what we're going to do is try to have an homo homogeneous uh, uh, sample that uh, all that lot is flat or all that lot is uh, yeah. steep okay so, so that's our criteria with that but then then also the fertilization is based on the yield of that uh, so we will have if we have a really high yield we have to add a little bit more of nutrients because then at the harvest we're going to bring that out those nutrients yes. from, from the from the soil. Okay, very nice. Uh, that basically answered everything. We already talked about the pesticides and fungicides, so we're gonna uh, go across that. Uh, next thing is that so you're every year planting new varietals here, basically. Yeah. Right? So uh, when when you plan on, on on planting new varietals, what do you do in terms of preparing the soil, or do you have any? I mean. Do you like completely drain the soil of any plants that's there, or how, how do you uh, prepare the soil for planting new varietals? We give the same treatment to the soil. Well, we will change a little bit depending on the variety. Is the density that we of the that we plant the, the the trees. So if it's a very big tree, we will plant it a little bit further apart, and we will have less trees per hectare. But uh, when we are preparing a new soil, we first try to a, a move the soil around to to so it's not so um, how do you say um, too hard the, the the soil yeah then we add a lot of limestone again to, to when we are moving the the, the the soil around and yeah and then it, it, it try to give all the fertilization we need we can give to the to the plant so it can grow fast and strong um, so Basically, we're giving the same treatment to, to every single uh, variety we, we have here. Okay, so are you turning the soil uh, by hand power? If it's flat, uh, we're using uh, tractors. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah. So it depends on the steepness of the. Uh, at this yeah. this farm, like we can we can use tractors in maybe eighty five percent of our, of the farm. Okay, and if you can, you will do. Yeah, uh, it won't be as as good as with tractors. If we have to do it manually, we just move the around the the, the plant. Okay. Uh, so you do it because of the easiness of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a last thing. So what I'm very interested in here is all the, um, for example, the rust resistant rattles you have around here, like H1 and that kind of stuff, right? Because they're developed to be resistant to some stuff. Uh, but do you see that the way they perform? Do are they? Are they really resistant or tolerant to these diseases, and do they yield higher? As because that's the main thing about it, because it's a first generation varietal, right? 
so it should yield higher, it should be more healthy, and it should be this resistant to these diseases and that kind of stuff, as, as pitched by the ones making them yeah. in the beginning, right? But do you see there's a correlation between all of that and what's actually happening in the farm? Yeah, there are definitely, in this case, with the, for, for example, with these uh, Sarchimor hybrids, uh, a big issue was the, the leaf rust disease. So they were, all, all those experiments were focused to find a leaf rust disease a, a variety. But may, there are also other diseases. So maybe they are resistant to this one, but they are uh, susceptible to, to, to other ones. So yeah. y- they get other, other diseases. And, but in this case, we were looking for this type of, of resistance that makes them more sustainable. And they have, yes, they have higher yield if you compare it to, for example, Agacia, we can with Agacia we can have um, 20, 25. Uh, uh, well, here we measure with uh, 46 kilo bags. So for with Agacia we can have 20, 25 uh, per hectare. Yeah. With a uh, Sarchimor we can have 80, 90. So it's uh, it's a big difference with that. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I just came across now is that we saw yesterday uh, a few plants up the hill that had some kind of root fungus, mm. right? As we talked about. Yeah. Uh, how do you manage those? Where is the roots that are the problem? We usually uh, we, there is a method to to add uh, some fungicides to to the roots. Uh, we call it drench. So it's we we just with with the liquid we add the fungicide straight to the to the where the trunk goes out of the soil and so that that fungicide will go to the to the roots of the of the of the coffee trees we usually do that when the when the coffee trees are young because when they develop and they are strong when they're developed those fungus diseases they're not very strong in the uh, in in the in the adult uh, coffee trees then we have there's another uh, fungus disease called uh, Yaga Macana that they basically will kill that tree and if we don't stop them if uh, we have to take down take out that tree and add a lot of limestone to 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 try to to kill that fungus and that's the way to treat that disease but there are many different diseases that they they require a different type of assistance okay um, another thing that I just came across in my mind but um, do you ever go around uh, do you do any sort of pruning around here yes the well so yeah when the when the when the trees go older uh, yeah people won't be able to to pick the, the cherries up there they also the, the, the tree gets tired so um, they, we prune we, there are different methods to prune the, the, the coffee. Now, right now we are using that when the, the when the, the plantation is getting older. We first the first year we cut one line of the, of one street of, 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 of coffee trees. The other year the other another one and the other year. Uh, uh, so in three years we will renew all that uh, plantation. The idea with that is not to lose the, the all the the, the yield. Is that we every year we will have a yield from that uh, plantation yeah very nice I think that was basically a, 
it for because I mean that pretty much covers everything about what you're doing around here. Uh, every else thing can we go around and have a look at? But uh, thank you very much. No, that, uh, thank you. Covered everything I wanted to know at least. So that was very nice. Yeah. Very interesting. Oh, cool. Let's uh, so let's get a bit off road now then, right? Because I know I have some questions. Go for it. Uh, and that's kind of for both of you, uh, in some degree, right? Because one of the things that me and Rasmus has talked a lot about this. Mm -hmm. The, the issue with these kind of research historically or, or even in modern time is that it's never taste-based. Yeah. So none of the, I mean, almost all of it is based on production yields, uh, consistency in yield, which is to be fair, also relatable to taste. But I'm kind of, again, then curious, how does all of this actually, I mean, let's say you, you have a tree that has some, um, some issues or fungicides issues in the bottom, right? What, what does that mean from a taste perspective? Does that mean that what comes out of that tree that season is, is off? Or will it be as good as anything else, right? And can you salvage that tree or do you pick it up? You can't, if you have a big disease like the, like the, the leaf rust disease, you will lose the quality at least two points in the, in the score. Sure. So that's the, that's the, the issue here. We, if, if the tree is not healthy, the tree won't be able to give all the nutrients to the to the to the bean, and at the end, you want a strong bean, a, a more dense bean, will give you more complexity in the in the cup. So there's a really close relationship between the how healthy the tree is, how how well fertilized it is. So that's the main thing. Yeah. I mean, the main thing there's never been anyone doing this kind of research correlating it with quality is mainly because because of dif difficulty that comes with it I mean it's very easy to to detect fungus disease and that kind of stuff and do fertilizers and then see physically that the yield is off this year because of diseases but the thing is also the difficulty that comes with all the processing and preparing and then having a panel that's actually valid for tasting this coffee so it's a difficulty that comes with the entire chain going to the actual consumer and tasting the coffee, that is very difficult. Uh, so it's the complexity of it, I think, that's the reason why uh, there's not been deducted any science on it so far. Okay, well, we, um, you guys mentioned fertilizer quite a few times here, right? And, and I mean, we, we all know the correlation between healthy, nutritious tree versus tasty coffee, right? But uh, I was just in Kenya not too long ago, and in, in a lot of places and a lot of situations, what I see seems to be a case of over fertilizing uh, mm -hmm. or over stimulating the trees over a long time. Um, so I'm curious to know how do you actually keep that in check? How do you make sure you're not giving the um, trees too much external nutrition? I mean, that's why he's doing a ground analysis every year, soil analysis every year. So that's always based on the soil. It's always yeah. based on that. We have a program where we put the soil analysis and then our estimate of the of, of, of the yield and with that 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 uh, program tells us how many kilograms of each nutrient the, the, the tree needs so it's all based with a, in a in a chemical analysis that will tell us exactly what we need yeah well what's from an innovation perspective is, is fertilizers getting better? Like if we, we, let's say we, you know, we look at fertilizers from, you know, your father's generation in farming 
versus what you're using today? Is it a big difference or are we talking about basically the same thing? The difference, well, for us, it's always important the organic fertilizer. Yeah. For me, I think it's the most important because it's the one that remains in the soil for longer. So, um, but we are, we are, now we are more exact. So we, we know exactly what we need to add before we all this area or the region will will use exactly the same fertilizer. Now we make a special fertilizer for 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 the farm. So yeah, we we're not adding when when we use we all the farms around here use the, the same fertilizer. Maybe some of them them they don't need so much uh, nitrogen, for example. And uh, but now if if we make all these uh, um, tests, uh, lab tests, we will all. Go to the the fertilizer uh, um, place and uh, and just bring the the one we need for 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 our farm. Okay, no. this is this is probably a stupid question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. This I think it's more directed towards Rasmus maybe. Um, is there different qualities? I mean, we're talking. Let's say we're, we're talking about adding magnesium to the soil, right? Are is there different magnesiums that are better than others and different forms of it that are better than others in terms of application or is it all just the same and it doesn't really matter i mean you would basically have to ask a little about that because i never really applied it on a farm myself so i have not seen the fair enough i mean <laughs> so is there different guides of of, uh, of of quality of the the minerals you might add of course there but the difference the the, the, the minerals are, are the same but it depends on the form that they come, uh, uh, the, the plant can take them easier. Yeah. So that's the idea too. And what's, what's, what's the most optimal solution for that? There are many different, it depends on the nutrient. So it's a little bit more complex than that, the, the answer. Every single nutrient has a different source and there are many ways to 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 apply it. So it's a, it's a, it's a really difficult to question to answer with just one answer. So. Yeah, because so, it, it sounded to me, um, and what you said before, that you make some kind of um, nutrient blend, yeah. basically. So that seems like you're then basically applying all of those nutrients in the same way, if, if they're mixed together, right? Yeah, but no, it depends. Uh, for example, we know that we lack magnesium, so we are adding magnesium in different, uh, in different ways. Uh, and we know magnesium is really important for, for, for the tree. So we are adding not only in the fertilizer, we're also using it in our limestone. We were buying a special limestone that also has magnesium. Yeah. And we're also spraying magnesium with, with a different source. So we are attacking that problem by, uh, with three different uh, uh, types of applying the, the fertilizer. Amazing, super. I think that, that was all for me. <laughs> uh, so what we're gonna do here, Dave, was that we're gonna try to continue to, to monitor this kind of Rasmus Alejo collaboration thing going on, right? Because it makes sense for us as, as we're longtime partners of Volcan uh, Azul and then Rasmus is part of the April team, right? Um, I should say for the record here, like this is an individual product from Rasmus that we're more than happy to support in the way we can, right? But it's in no way, um, April is not playing farmers here, right? We're just learning about farming, more or less. It's just important to state. Um, cool. Thank you, guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. From us here at April, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends, family, and colleagues. Thank you.